Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Guys, before we get into the podcast, I just want to say we're giving away 10,000 drivers. Karen. Karen when we're not giving away 10,000 No, that's wrong. <laughs> 10,000 subscribers. We uh, are at 10,000 subscribers, we are giving away our driver. Uh, oh, right. Maybe some other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah? Subscribe. Oh, oh great. Sometimes golf is a pain in the butt. You hit your ball in the trees and then you live out the park. But if you've got a little time, and come and spend it with us. Hello, hello, and welcome down to episode 14 of the Rough Cut podcast on the precipice of the golf season beginning. The sun is beginning to peek out from behind the heavy laden clouds. The grass is beginning to grow and Augusta is just around the corner. This is the most exciting time of the golf season. The anticipation is palpable and also palpable is the talent of the Assemble team that will bring you the Rough Cut podcast today. We have Mick, we have Kieran, we have Jacob. Gentlemen, how was your weekend? Very, very nice. Thank you for asking. I had a wonderful weekend. I feel refreshed. I yeah. feel ready for the week. Did I'm you go home? Go. You went home? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I went to go visit my friends uh, in Warsaw, just outside of Birmingham. Very nice. Yeah, had a little get-together with all my uni mates. It was very nice. Very, very good to see everyone. You went home, didn't you, Kieran? I did. Was I it did. someone's birthday? It was. It was my nan's 93rd <laughs> birthday. That looked like a great party. It was, yeah. It was good. It looked like fair. a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Um, good on her. 93. Wow. Yeah, 93. She's still doing strong. She's probably doing better than me, to be honest. <laughs> um, and she but, shot her yeah. age this year as well. <laughs> yeah, this year. <laughs> Go on, love. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's doing all right. Yeah, and it was good. I cycled 50 miles yesterday. So my, yeah, you said you it, burned like 3,000 and yeah, something calories. If I'm a little bit like uncomfortable, my, I don't know what those bones are called. Butt, butt cheeks? Or yeah, butt, butt your, bones, whatever they are. Uh, uh, coccyx. Yeah, your butt uh, bones. Yeah, butt you're bones. like... Your pelvis? Pel- really I don't know. Your butt bones. Really sore. Okay. Really, really I, th- sore. I think we've just uh, seen the classes that Kieran skipped at school yeah, to go did, play did golf. Did not go to biology. Did not go to biology. I did, not I a, did a level PE as well. Jesus, I shouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, that's a good breakdown of what you do did at the weekend. I had the kids, played some Wii Golf. Um, what did you do on the weekend, Peter Finch? I played a game of sociable golf. Yes! Don't believe I it. I was so excited for this. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was truly thrilling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you sound uh, thrilled. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, it's, I, I don't play very much uh, social golf anymore, i.e. without a camera. So yeah. it, was, it was quite nice to go and have a knock, uh, play around Shaw Hill in Preston for the PNE versus Blackpool Golf Day kind of thing it needs it needs a snappier name yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was it was was a memorial day it was just basically some ex-players and some fans um coming together i think it was only about like five four balls in the end um and blackpool ended up winning which (sighs) isn't great yeah so you're 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 a preston fan i'm a preston fan yeah but i have my match i think uh we we managed to bring a solid half home, <laughs> uh, and it didn't rain. So all in all, positive. It's were got you, me. It's got me first. We are first or last? No, was, they they put me as a middle, Ooh, middle, middle of the pack. Okay, yeah, middle. Just trying, just like holding strong. Yeah, trying to bring that middle section home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was good. It was nice to be out. It, it's got me again in the mood for for the golf season. So, um, any like sneakily good golfers who were so as ex ex football pros there. Yep. Some general PNE and Blackpool celebs. Yeah, yeah. Um, any like tasty golfers out there? Um, I think Andrew Lonergan's a fairly low handicapper. Um, Preston keeper, Liverpool keeper. Uh, I think wow. he was pretty decent. But nice. um, apart from that, I didn't really see. You know, I was focused on my own game. <laughs> I was concentrating on getting a half. Yeah. I will secure a point. I will get a point. You know, that's, that's all I was really kind of concerned about. <laughs> I was worried about. No, it sounds like you had a great time. Um, Speaking of playing social golf, me and Jacob knocked out some social golf last weekend. Yeah. Um, which we didn't get a chance to talk about. We played around your home track, Kieran, which was lovely. Um, we were both extremely tired and extremely frustrated and didn't shoot anywhere near to what we would like to. No. Um, I believe on one of the holes, I shot a nine. Uh, yes. What hole was did. that? It um, was the one that's down the hill and around the corner. Down the hill and round the corner. Oh, quite uh, late. The, tenth, the, the, tenth the left. Yeah, tenth. Where you you kind of like lay it down to the bottom of the slope. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. No, not. Yeah. Uh, no, the tenth is after the you cross back over the road. It's later on than that. It's like later the fourteenth or something. Yeah, it's, then it's then that then short the, one you lay it down. The hard Sixteen. Part three. Sixteen. Sixteen. Horrible. 16. Yeah. Top my three with three times in a row. Good hole, that, because you, you can either go for it or you can lay up. Yeah, so I said this. So we were on, like, the tee box, like, right to the left. So to go over the top, yeah, quite, yeah, whereas yeah. on the right-hand side, you can be a bit more. But Just plopped a it hybrid would, it, down there. It would not have mattered. No. <laughs> I was so tired by that point that when I got to the point where I actually had to swing the golf club, my body was like, again? Mm. Mm. Really? You're going to do this again? Because you played before, didn't you? you I did, yeah. So we haven't spoken about this yet on the podcast, but I played with um, two of the guys from our Discord channel. So if you haven't joined the Discord channel, now is the time. It's down there in the in the description. Um, we're basically, you know, we have, we have lots of outlets for the content that we create. We have, of course, this channel where the podcast goes out. We have the Peter Finch Golf main channel. Um, we have a Swing Quest. You know, we all have our own things going on outside also. Um, but it, the Discord is kind of a place where everyone can kind of join together, talk about uh, golf and life and about the kind of content that we're putting out. So if you haven't joined, it's the place to be. I play with um, Lewis and Tom at Market Harbour Golf Club, which is just outside of Leicester. And it was a great time. It was Good. one. It's a very hilly course, mm. um, and my trolley that I had borrowed 
ran out of juice on the seventh <laughs> hole. Yes. Nice. So I dumped it at the clubhouse and walked the rest. I was going to say, that's a heavy pull then, isn't it? Yeah, it? Oh if it's an electric It one. was weighing me down big yeah. time. Um, but yeah, really enjoyable round of golf. Again, got me very excited for, for what is to come. Mm. Now, Kieran. Yes. The clocks have gone back. Forward, forward, forward. forward, spring forward. What does that mean? Fall back. What does that mean for us? Nine holes after go after work. Yes, it does. <laughs> so <laughs> is, that, for, is that what your first thought was? Yeah, as soon as as soon as it yeah. Well, yesterday I didn't get didn't get darts like half seven. And I was like, mm. perfect, yeah. absolutely so perfect. It's interesting how our minds work differently. See, I see that as well. We can film later then. Or film earlier. Or film earlier. We can do both. How exciting. We can start <laughs> at five, we can finish at nine. We can play 54 yeah. holes. I'll start early as you want. I'll start very early. But, you know, after 5.30, now we can get on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, what's that? You know, at the beginning of the hangover where um, Bradley Cooper's character, he's a teacher, isn't he? And he, yeah. like, leaves and one of the students starts to talk to him and he's like, I don't know you, loser, yeah. it's yeah, the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> after 5.30, work doesn't exist. <laughs> Straight to the course. Um, yeah. As well as your golf day, we're actually going to play in a semi-competitive golf event. It's a comp, it's competitive for me. It's so. competitive for us. That's um, what we so need. We've signed up for the Coronation Open at Marple Golf Club to play as a four ball. Um, Peter has kindly stepped aside so that David can play with us, which is going to be very exciting. So, did he get a choice? No, he didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, I, there's, no, there's no stepping aside. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, I don't know. I don't know if, um, well, would you like to play? No, no, oh, no, no. There we no, go. Exactly. No, no, I wasn't invited. You can come and caddy no. if you want. No, yeah. no. I'm not, I'm not caddy around Marple. You think Market Harbour is silly? Let's burn it. So yeah, well, look, David's so going to need someone to carry his bag. So <laughs> either Jacob's d double strapping it or... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're around on the 8th of May and you want to come and lose to a team of people from the Rough Cut Golf Podcast, then come along and we'll batter you. And you will lose. You will. <laughs> um, what videos have just come out? What has just come out? Uh, um, the fitting. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, lots fitting, of yeah. I think, but yeah, from last time, it was PXG fitting and playing with the Four Brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, Very the, nice. Well, the Four Brothers channel, we play with three <laughs> of them. But there's three of them. Yeah, it's, uh, no, we play with three of them. Good Lord. Yeah. So there's actually four of them. Yeah, there is, four, yeah, 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 Connor wasn't there. So there's three of them to d on the video, but there's four of them in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got you. And they're so, called Four Brothers. But it's four for golf. But then they also have four brothers, the number. And, and, they, it, yeah. and but only three of them were free on the day when the four brothers wanted to film. Correct. Wow. Wild. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> nice to see we're so sharp and on it this morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all had coffee. Yes. Both of those are good. And, and later in this uh, podcast episode, we're going to actually be playing an interview which we kind of queued up in the um, PXG fitting video, 30 grand club fitting with Bob Parsons, the billionaire owner of PXG and of Scottsdale National Golf Club. So that's going to be coming up very shortly. It's an interesting conversation. I don't think I've ever spoken to a billionaire before. Really? So yeah, that was no, Hold on, you've played with some some big boy pros. Surely some of those are like big boy money. No, not not. The, you've got big boy money, then you've got like big, big money. Big yeah. money. You've got yeah, billionaire money. You've, you've got F off money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the type of money that it just doesn't make sense. Like yeah. It's like the thing of where like Bill Gates, if he like dropped a £10 note on the floor, it's like not worth his time to no, pick yeah. it up again. I think, it's, I think it's, like, it's, be yeah. it's Bezos, isn't it? He's like, like that, if yeah. he drops $100, it actually cost him more to go and pick it up yeah. than <laughs> the $100 that he dropped. Just carry on. Yeah, so it's, it's that kind of, yeah. It's that kind of money. The kind of money, 
and the kind of people that think they've got so much money to use, they might as well build rockets to launch themselves into space. That's true, yeah. Because they've completed life on Earth. Um, so you'll have to you'll have to drop in the video of Bezos laughing after coming off that rocket. So that <laughs> well, he's, he's definitely a cyborg. He's got to be. A li- he's got to be a lizard. <laughs> a lizard man. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's trying to get in contact 100%. with his species. Hundred percent. Was he? Um, was he a nice guy? Um, yeah, it was lovely. I mean, it's it's always hard to tell, isn't it? Because you know, everyone was there from a media point of view to talk about the new PXG clubs, and you know, he's obviously going to be a nice guy to everyone who was there. Um, I tried to ask him some, you know, interview esque questions about yeah, yeah, like yeah. pricing of PXG and like what what the thinking is behind what they're doing now. But like I said that is all going to be. Is it proper like soon. journal journalist Pete? Uh, yeah, a little bit of journalist Pete. Back, really? back, back to the old days. Back to the old days. Someone, yeah. someone's fell into a uh, grain silo, and I need to go and interview yeah, the family. Not, <laughs> that not, kind of level. Not full on. Not full on journalism. If you uh, if you're expecting Paxman, it's not. Hard hitting. Think more Jay Leno. Think more Jay Leno. Pretty light. Couple okay. of incisive questions. Yeah, which and a, and a huge carcass. Nice. Late night with. Peter Finch, basically. Yeah. Okay. And that, well, and that's our third channel that's coming yeah. up. Looking forward to that. <laughs> prepping, prepping for a new, uh, prepping for a new channel. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that was good. Um, and I think with, I think with that, I mean, if you've not watched the PXG video yet, the thirty grand fit in, probably watch that kind of here as well. Just explains a little bit more about up here somewhere what PXG and what Bob Parsons is about just mental cool that, video cool was that video. your only interaction with him just that 15 minutes or was there no no i had a had a meal with him as right well. okay so you, yeah um so you had was, him outside of interview as well yeah well we, <laughs> we you, you, like you queue up your phone just like speak more <laughs> in this direction <laughs> we all uh like on the first night we had a meal and he i was sat i was basically sat at his table wow. i think there was about eight of us at his so table they're really trying to schmooze you a little oh, bit yeah yeah there was like me a few other journos um uh, Darius Rucker, who's like a country singer. Oh, yeah. Kind of, he was there. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's a few other, oh, I can't remember his name now, but there's a few other kind of, there's a film star I recognized, can't remember his name. Um, oh, you know, I just you didn't tell us any of this. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> it's just who I hang around with now. But <laughs> we, were, we were sat down in the, um, we sat down in the main clubhouse, and Bob's, he's got like a hearing aid in, he's, he's gone deaf in one ear, I think, from literally Vietnam. And wow, Jesus! It was basically like it was quite hard to hear because we were speaking and like the noise was bouncing everywhere. Right, yeah. So we ordered our food, and he stood up. He just stood up. I thought, oh, he's going to make a speech, but he didn't. <laughs> he like he looked over at uh, one of the barmen. I can't remember his name. It's called George. And he's like George, George, and like George, like scampers over. He says, "Too loud in here. We're, <laughs> we're going into the private room." <laughs> and I was like. Right. Okay. And like George is like, oh, I, I don't think he's ready, Mr. Parsons. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, get it ready. We're going in there. So he like, he had a little bit of chat and he said, right, guys, follow me. And like, no so, way. So we left, left everybody else in this dining room in the clubhouse. We left, walked through the back, sat into this uh, dining room where they'd been having uh, the presentation of the PXG clubs, basically. They'd just redone it. Yeah. We all sat down. So it was better. We could all hear each other mm-hmm. and we were just all like chatting around and it was all very pleasant. And one of the journalists from uh, it's Golf Magic, I think he was from, he ordered the foie gras to start. Wow. Yeah, it's all foie gras. What's that? That is it, it's goose. The, yeah, it's the cruelest food They basically possible. force feed a goose. Yeah. 
because the liver tastes slightly oh, better. God. Yeah, the force feeder goose until the liver bursts open, basically. Oh, right. So, yeah, very which pleasant is, stuff. Which right. is abhorrent. <laughs> right. Which yeah. is horrible. So, yeah. he had that anyway. But he was just having a normal glass of wine. And, like, Bob was looking over him saying, what you drinking? And he's like, I'm just drinking this, this wine, whatever it was. He says, no. <laughs> no. You can't have that wine with that. And I was like, oh, okay. And this this English lad is like, oh, okay. Sorry. And he's like, yeah. Uh, Gets George over again. George. George, by the way, he's circling this table. Hero of the like, story, like George. A, like an eagle. Like whenever any, whenever there is a glass empty. Like, a, like an overhyped bird from he's the PhD there. fitting video. Exactly, yeah. And he <laughs> basically he comes over, he says, uh, get get my friend here a bottle of the 1990 Shabley. You'll love it, you'll love it. So George goes back, brings out this wine, like, gives this wine, like pours it out. But by this time, we've all finished our starters. So this poor, <laughs> oh this, oh this poor guy's like been forced to wait to eat his foie gras. So by the time he gets his wine, we're all looking at him Is when he's good? eating. And, and it's like, uh, Bob's like, what do you think? He's like, oh, yeah, that's very nice. Thank you, sir. <laughs> he's, it might just be your impression of him, but he does sound like a Bond villain. Yeah, he <laughs> he's, he's, he's very like... Not, not in an aggressive way, but he's very, like, pointy, like, to the right, point. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has got a, quite a husky voice as well, hasn't he? He's yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's quite too. He's it. a so, hardened man. Hardened man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was good. It was very, like I said, it was very, very interesting, but we, we got an okay. And how was Four Brothers? Yeah, Four Brothers was good. <laughs> windy. Um, yeah, you've said it was very windy to edit. Yeah. Very, very windy. It was, I mean, it was blowing, like, 30, ba- 40 miles an hour. Bags were falling over, and it was just, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit of a... It was a bit of a struggle to film, but I think the video came out really well, and there was some amazing golf being played. Yeah, really. Say, you, played, you played like really well. Yeah, everyone really, was really quite well. surprised. Wow, everyone was taken back. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. taken back. Weird. But I was I was hitting shots, looking up, and said, <laughs> "Bloody, I was gone exactly where I wanted it." So I was going to go that way before. I was going yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah, but this stuff has gone straight for the first time in its career. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, oh, it, was, it was good. It was well, really good during that. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say. I was going to say we're not actually um, mentioned this yet, but during oh, that video, my stealth. Two plus driver face went kaboom, mm. kaboom baby, kaboom baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you cracked the face on your driver. So we think it happened. Um, I hit a driver off the deck in the video, and I struck it. But after that point, like some of the drives, they were behaving like a little bit weird, yeah. like mm. flight wise. And then finally hit a drive, struck it well, and the ball just like literally dropped out of the air after about wow. 100 yards. It was like so a was knuckleball. Like, it was like yeah. a Ronaldo knuckleball. Yeah, so I was like, well, this, <laughs> yeah. this isn't right. Anyway, check the face, and like the bottom of the face had popped out. Wow. So that obviously was a little bit of a concern. Um, so we've, we've reported to TaylorMade. They said they've not had this problem before. Now, the thing is with TaylorMade and with the stealth, because it is all about the face... If there are any issues with the face, then you know you automatically think, "Well, there's some alarm bells here." But they've yeah. assured me they've not seen this problem before, and it was just a one-off, which is fine. They've sent me the new one. I've been testing that out, and it's been going well. And I think we may have found why the driver face actually broke as well. Is it because you're so strong? <laughs> so we have a video coming out this week on Thursday where we tested out the new Wilson driver. Oh, God, yeah, what a video. Against the competition. Um, I won't kind of spoil the results of it, but let's just say the Wilson driver this year is an absolute missile maker. It's a machine. But I also destroyed the face of that as well. You did. Now, you're just hitting it too hard, aren't you? 
Well, my, my swing... I was going to say, you know, early in the year or maybe end of last year, beginning of this year, you were hitting the gym like quite hard. Mm. Do you think that like you're kind of seeing the residual effects of just being hench now? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Like you're, you're like, yeah, they definitely need to roll back the drivers so I don't break them all. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, to be honest, but I think there is something where during the testing, I'm doing the 120 mile an hour tests yeah. um, to get that solid baseline compared to the other drivers we've been testing. And then I'm doing like a full out swing as well, yeah. which is getting just under 130 at the moment. Right, okay. And I don't know if it's just like the, the inconsistency of how I strike it at that speed, but that's two driver faces within two weeks. And, you know, you, you, you do get coincidences, but... Yeah. The universe is rarely that well, lazy. Um, so. What's the ball speed when you're doing it? One thirty. Um If I'm catching it, it's high one eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a one eight nine. Yeah. It's a big boys in there. Yeah. One eight nine at PXG was probably the fastest That's, out there. Yeah. So. That is quick. Oh yeah, and it's not like my, I'm, I'm still going to the gym, but I'm not doing as much as I was like twelve months ago. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if this number was correct, but I'm fairly sure that drive that Rory hit on 18, you know, the when he drove the green on like the mm. final, I think his final group match. Yeah, three, seven. On the on the form um, production, they said like, oh, I think they said 188.8 for that. Mm. So you're hitting it as hard as Rory McIlroy. Yeah, there are a few differences though. <laughs> it's like yeah. la he launches it. Yeah, he, he had, he had his actual control of the ball flight, yeah. spin numbers and all the rest of it. Yeah, is... but don't have to get into that. No, Just... you do. The, the, <laughs> you know what? The best analogy is I could actually drive as fast as Max Verstappen in the same car in a straight line, but as soon as it comes to a corner, I explode into a fiery ball of death. Yeah. Um, so I can swing the club fast, but that really doesn't mean anything unless the strike and the launch and everything else is good. So... All right. Yeah. I was just going to hype you up for a minute. No, 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 don't. He doesn't need <laughs> no, it. No, cause, no, because this all... Listen, he halved his match with some ex-player from Blackpool. He's yeah. already on cloud <laughs> nine. This always... Because this always comes up in the videos. And it is... And it's very nice of you to say, because it's like uh, people watching and, you know, they're saying, oh, you're swinging at this speed. It's coming off at this. Oh, you know, why... Why aren't you playing in tournaments? Yeah. Why, why aren't like, you winning you tournaments? You can hit the ball very fast and very far. Yeah. Yeah, but... It's not consistent. Yeah, and yeah, do you know I how don't many do you, know, you know how many takes it takes to get one of those on camera? One load. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. One. one, just one take. Just Actually, saying that, the beginning of the Wilson video is is one of the longest drives you I've seen you hit in a very long time. Oh yeah, it was absolutely and it bombed. Literally yeah. was the first one you filmed. Yeah, you went in there in the other room in the sim room and. We heard you hit one and we heard you react to it and it literally was the first one out of the gate. Yeah. Really? Touched yeah. my toes a couple of times, had a few scratches. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> trained athlete. I'm an athlete, yeah. <laughs> Neck to coffee, ready Listen, to yeah. go. I can't I can't <laughs> help being at the peak of athletic performance. Uh, well, yeah, yeah clearly. I think it was that pot noodle you had beforehand that just yeah. really did it for you. Yeah, that was good actually. I enjoyed that. <laughs> the pot noodle. And yeah, the drive, yeah. obviously, of course. No, yeah, there's been there's been some some real speed in that room recently. Um you have got, however, a slightly, well, slightly more competitive match coming up, which we are going to go and film tomorrow. Yes. Which is coming out Monday, or is it out? No, next week. It's coming next out next Monday. It's yeah, coming yeah. out yeah, next, it's Monday, be next Monday. Yeah. Which is a best golfer on YouTube match. Yeah, someone we've not ever had on the channel before, I believe. No, I think we not filmed, on our channel. Yeah, we filmed a couple of videos with him up in Scotland for his channel. So he said James Robinson, um, the club reviewer, not the tour pro golfer there are so many James Robinsons We're at, you're actually playing a scramble against both of them yeah <laughs> that's going to be a short video <laughs> 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 James Robinson yeah. 
That will be a very short video. Um, if Pete could do like a, I take on every other Peter Finch and you just go through the phone book and find all of them and take them all <laughs> Plenty on. of them. <laughs> and in golf. Isn't there, isn't there a Peter Finch pro? Uh, he used to be a pro. He uh, works with um, golf mates. Now, right. Oh, right. Um, okay. yeah. Doing the travel booking and stuff. Um, and the Peter Finch, he works for like Golf Monthly oh, golf, or something. No, like golf the Digest. Golf Digest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all the Peter Finches, this is a direct invite. Come out and play a scramble. Have, the, um, did Peter Finch have open? you ever... <laughs> the Peter Finch Open, yes! <laughs> have you ever spoken about how you got a letter off Donald Trump on the mm, podcast before? No. No, no, I didn't. No. Um, God, this was a long time ago. Yeah. It's like... Oh God, must be like... This was before he um, became president and we played Trump International up in Aberdeen. And put some stuff out there. And I'm, I'm presuming that the staff at Trump Aberdeen fed it back to central office that like we'd been there and we'd done some stuff anyway. Right. Um, Donald Trump must know that Peter Finch, who was editor at that time of Golf Digest in the US, sent him like a note saying, oh, I hope you enjoyed yourself at Trump International. And then that Peter Finch emailed me saying oh i think this might be for you <laughs> oh my <laughs> god that is fantastic so why is that not weird? have you got it is it a letter I, I can't remember no yeah it was a letter that but it was a letter that he sent to this guy ah. and then this guy either tweeted it tweeted it to me or sent it to me I took a picture or something yeah but i, I can't remember imagine can't remember if, what if, it is, if, it is that would be a great thing to have framed in the office so we we should yeah, I'd rather not. Go and, yeah. go and track him down. That'd be hilarious. It's like the Scott Stallings Masters invite, isn't it? We got sent to the. Yeah, wrong. I was going to yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. a lot like that story. I don't think there's a Jacob Rawbridge pro out there. I don't think mine's in the post, unfortunately. No. No. Well, you'll just get invited because you're sick, mate. Well, you yeah. shot shot ninety one at Disbury the other day. <laughs> don't tell anyone the school. <laughs> I shot ninety six, so no better. Hey, you got round Disbury. That's the main thing. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're playing James over at his course at Woolley Park, which I've not played before. And to be honest, it's it's one of those things like the. The best golf on YouTube videos are really good because it does get us out and it actually gets us playing and meeting mm -hmm. new people. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we met James quite a few times, but never filmed with him properly. So, yeah, that's going to be good. And then we've got another one coming up that week, which we won't talk about just yet. No. Okay, it's another online. But it's a doozy. Tour. Oh, yeah. It's a big, it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's I think I'm going. going. Yeah, you I was yeah. going to say, yeah, you'll you be a going, week yeah. trip away. That's going to um, be very exciting, that. One thing we have filmed, though, which is coming out on April the 10th, which is the Monday after the Masters, is the Golf Bitter Challenge videos are back. And oh, yeah. the club selection video is going to be going live on that Monday. Cannot wait. The time has come. It is here. Do you know how excited I am? On the weekend, the put the, best, put the kids to sleep, sat downstairs, bit of golf on, and I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll just have a go at making some eye dents, like just practicing for when that for when that video gets put together. Mm. I think we I think it's going to be very very good. <laughs> what does eye dents mean? I don't know. Like you know the like little graphics that come up and you know people's names and club selections and all the kind of logos and stuff flashing and glitching and lots of fun graphicy things. Um, so I and Lauren was sat there like. Oh, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> sick! <laughs> I'm going to do it today. You said you said <laughs> sick, and I did. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, it's going to be good. And then Rick's video is out on the 14th, which is the yep. Friday, yep. pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, golf bit a week proceeding um, after the Masters. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they go down. I think... I just feel sorry for the Masters, you know. We're going to have to... 
they're gonna have all that stuff and then we're gonna have to follow up and take all the glory and yeah then, you know, it's, it's gonna be like this people watching the masters oh, people watching our videos <laughs> uh gonna be yeah. big um so <laughs> oh, how many how much detail are we allowed to give about your your golf bidder match with Rick Shields. None of it. Not even what the format was. No. Nah, just, no, just just let it. Okay. Yeah, let, okay. let him Fine. Go. I'm, I'm just take, take your eye dents, put them back in your pocket, and chill out. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll put them in the descrippy. Um, <laughs> let's get to what happened in the in the world of um, non YouTube golf over the kind of last three or four days. Um, the WGZ, which yeah. was. R.I.P. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's last running. Um, how much did you actually manage to catch? I mean, well, it sounds like everyone was very busy. So how much did you actually get? Yeah, I'm, I managed to watch a, a fair bit of it now. Yeah, yeah a couple of days. Quite a bit, yeah. Because yeah. it started on the Wednesday, didn't it? So it was like Wednesday to Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. a lot so, of matches. Yeah, so much longer yeah. event than normal. So good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the match play is just so good. I love it. Yeah, it's my favorite format by yeah. a long way. Yeah. I think... So this is going to be the last iteration of the WGC version of it. Yeah. And I think it was pretty universal, really, um, last night that everybody was saying there has to be some kind of match play event during the year. 100%. It was, however, last night, I would say, a good example of why a lot of people, a lot of, like, as far as TV is concerned, a lot of executives would think, you know what? it is the risk to actually host an event like this. Yes. Because we didn't get the final that I think everybody wanted. So in the semifinals, you had both Rory, uh, Scheffler not so much, but like you had Rory and Scheffler in the semifinals. And you were thinking, oh, you know, if they... And in opposing brackets. Yeah, exactly. If they both win, that's the final. You know, probably the two best players in the world right now, apart from Rahm, that's the kind of face-up you want to see. Over 18 holes, like literally battling it. Just them. You don't have to worry about anyone else playing. Like, perfect. Yeah. But in the (laughs) semifinals... And pulled away. (laughs) Yeah. They both lost. So Sam Burns and Cameron Young, they got through to the final and had that match. And it's one of those things where I think People still watched it, you know, say, yeah. you know they, they were still interested, yeah. but it did have a slightly flat feeling in respects that everybody wanted that match in the final um, from a fan's point of view. And we got kind of Burns and Young, which again, absolutely fine. Sam Burns is my yeah, boy this year. Uh, still still two very, very good golfers yeah. who were yeah. playing and, excellent and, for the entire week. And the future week. of the BJ Tour. Like yeah. Those yeah. two. But do you think, I was going to say, do you think it was kind of, it was only a little bit of a letdown because there was the possibility of Scheffler versus Rory? Yeah. It was, it, it, and it also got doubled up by the fact that the final wasn't that great. You know, six right. and five win as well, kind yeah. of just spoiled. If it went down to the to wire, it'd been great to watch those two guys go back and forth. Yeah, yeah um, just, we just, just didn't get, we didn't get it. Yeah, it just had the weird thing in the final with kind of Sam Burns went nuclear, and Cameron Young just was off the pace slightly. Well, he, yeah. he, right, he, he okay. took it all out on that last shot on eighteen when that that third shot that was not talked about enough. That was so good that shot. So I like think 205 yards had an awful on the on the, on the, on the semi-final the Rory match the Rory match. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the yeah. shot into the par 5 16 yeah. no, no. 16 oh yeah because it went oh yeah of course because it wasn't it went 18 to extra was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was so good it that was shot. good it was great so good but and it, and it was a bit of an issue as well because that match finished early 
from a broadcasting standpoint, that also meant they had they a like, lot of time to fill. They were, they, were, they were getting it in their ear like, right, we got a pad so that the sponsors, you know, don't get angry. You got you got to fill 45 minutes with, yeah. let's watch every putt from the last seven days. And you're like, good Lord, this is starting to stretch. You can hear the producers in his ear like, longer, go longer. <laughs> It was. I mean, as far as the golf goes, it was a really good week, though. I think the mm. the, the golf on show was amazing. Like the uh, McElroy and Xander Showflame. That was match. the yeah, best match of the week, I think. I think so this was, was the was match so that I unfortunately missed the most of. I was ah. out with friends, but once we got back to theirs, I was looking on my phone. I was watching it. I think when I looked, they were coming just off the 17th green. Yeah. So we all sat around having drinks and stuff and we, the telly was on. I was like, can we stick the golf ball, please? <laughs> There's like 10 minutes where I had everyone's eyes like I'm can watching I, like the final can hole. I, can like I just wave. do a tiny bit of golf? Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I got everyone into it. They loved it. Yeah. I think, I think it, I think match play is like um, a little bit more approachable to the non-in-depth golf fan. Like I know for, from my perspective, being much newer to the game than you guys, that, I find match play much e not easier to follow necessarily because, you know, stroke play is like they're all trying to go as low as possible. But match play feels a little bit more like what I'm used to, which is like a team sport or, you know, like a, you know, this team versus this team or this, you know, snooker player versus this snooker player or whatever. Like it felt a little bit more approachable. So there's one like, V1. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Feels like, it feels like there's so much more jeopardy there as well. Like yeah. I was when um, Jason Day, I turned the TV on and he was free up against Scheffler. I was like, Yes. Yeah, Jason. And like, I never get that with like watching. I don't really like watching um, TV uh, golf anyway, really, except like the majors. But like, yeah, the match play just has to stay for me. Yeah. What, what would you? Because I think one of the things they spoke about quite a bit was maybe trying to turn it into more of a three-day event and then having it as a smaller field, yeah, thirty-two yeah, guys, that, yeah. and then having it as just like one bracket straight mm. away. So you're ranked, mm. and then you just go in to the middle, make it a three-day event. Which I don't. I don't dislike the sound of that i like the fact that it will keep match play on the calendar as, yeah. as, as mentioned i think the members will be very happy yeah <laughs> but it's, it, it's <laughs> like instead of a seven it's, day it's easy to sit back as well because obviously they play for five days and they do play a lot of rounds of golf which yeah. again it's like i well, think I that's, think that's, that's also but like that is a lot that's of golf also to play. part of the test though that i, that I love as well right. like they're playing like in the end they know. played 119 holes yeah the love, guys who yeah. played in the final so yeah. good mm, you could you could see in the consolation match, worst name for a match ever, but you could see <laughs> in yeah. there. Oh, it feels like, oh, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> that Scheffler, like Scheffler's swing does look a little bit cumbersome at times anyway, but you could see he was getting just, a bit tired. Yeah, he was tired. getting a bit wild, yeah. um, which, and it, and it does feel like a bit of an anticlimax with that match. I think the problem with, if, if you short, if you make the field less um, and just do it as a straight knockout, Obviously, that's what it used to be back in the day. The big problem with that is a really good player could go out early, yeah. which is why they've done it into this group um, yeah. group system. Gives the kind of the longer players a bit more time to, you know, work their way through a group, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'd, what the format would be, I agree. I mean, I think match play, it does have to stay in some format. I think everybody's spoken about that pretty much universally. I don't think anyone came on and said, you know what, I'm really glad the match play's finishing. Yeah, yeah I, I think also like the, the it was Paul McGinley who was on as well. Like they were also saying it as well. Yeah. Like on, on the on, on air. So it was like, you know, it was. Match play is so exciting. Yeah, it's, it's so exciting. It has to I, stay. I was trying to explain it um, to Lauren a little bit. Like it's a bit like the, it's the difference between two football teams playing against each other at the same time or seeing who can score the most penalties. 
mm. and you know not really affecting each other at all which is what kind of stroke play feels like it's like it's you versus the course where this is you versus the other person mm. kieran i airdropped you something which um i think is very interesting which is a list of ways that you can get a leg up on your competition in match play peter you played a lot of golf over the course of your life mm. How, what percentage of it would you say was kind of match play or team related? Um, well, I think when playing junior golf, it was it was mostly all kind of match play. Oh, really? yeah. Against different clubs. Right, against, okay. Against yeah, yeah, like yeah. Different so you go and play the guys from down the road. Yeah, and like different counties, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's all That's all match play. Um, yeah. Either foursomes, four balls or singles, whatever it's going to be. And then club competitions, they were stroke play. Um, but match play is, uh, in many respects, it is like the purest... It's the purest form of golf, like, it, and you are right. It is. It is simple. It's very simple because you're just playing against one opponent. Mm. You get the low score on the hole. Yeah, you win that hole. And it also um, it cuts out the particularly as a, like a uh, earlier in your golf journey. It cuts out the embarrassing scores on the card because if someone else like you can just concede the hole, can't you? If you've, yeah. if you've oh, I've shot six already and this guy's down in five, great. I don't even have to worry. Just pick up. And let's go it's it's a lot quicker. It's yeah. just simpler as well. Like yeah. you're not going to win the hole. You're not going to halve it. Okay, pick up, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, did you have any tactics, which is what this list is, any tactics for getting a leg up without actually being better at golf that you could employ? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the best tactic. Yeah, to be better be at golf. Better. <laughs> okay. Kieran, what's... Pick what, someone who doesn't play golf. What, what's on uh, this list? We've got... Um, Slow and fast play. Okay, so the, one of the things, so I'm I'm a big Ryder Cup fan. That's how I kind of got into my golf journey was kind of through the Ryder Cup. And Paul McGinley actually said that he would pair up players who played really fast and hope that they would end up playing against players who played really, really slowly. Slow, yeah. Because if you're, if you know, if I know that Jacob likes to take his time and likes to visualize the shot and kind of step up to it a few times, feel the lie, work out the... Then I'll go really, really quickly in order to counteract it, so that he's like thrown off his game a little bit. I'm already up by the green, waiting for him, mm. and you're now you're now on edge. Yeah. Well, right. such as like the golf swing is you know heavily based around the tempo. I think the way you, the speed you play, yeah. if that gets knocked off, that definitely can yeah. can affect time. you. Just 100%. their their rhythm as well, their their pre-shot routine and everything. Like yeah. it's just all all yeah. not. If they feel like they're you know they they feel like they need to like in a rush. up. Yeah. yeah. I always think that would work the other way though. Do you I think? I always think if you're a slow player and you take your time. And it doesn't bother you that the other player is quick. It's probably going to affect the quick player more because they're going to be waiting around a lot more. True, you can yeah, yeah it can work mm. both ways. Yeah, yeah I've, I've played a couple of round of, rounds of golf with my dad and his friends, and they play very quickly. Mm. They're like ready, like ready golf, which makes complete sense in a four ball. Like get to your ball, look around, make sure everyone else is okay, and then hit your shot. Great. Mm. But like getting into it, I want to be thinking like I want to. I, I need time for my brain to do the calculations before I hit it. But I was like always under like great stress. Oh my gosh, they're all up there waiting for me. You got to be quicker so that's another mm. a sneaky tactic what's on this list Kieran? Uh, we've got uh need me to move that so oh yes so that's yeah, a good one. this is a really good one so even if you know that your ball marker is not on the line of their putt still asking them whether you whether they need you to move it just to throw that little bit of doubt into their brain about mm. whether they've picked their line correctly <laughs> Right. I like it. Yeah. Savage. Uh, do you need me to move up? Oh, oh, you don't? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Mind games. It's complete mm. mind games. 100% mind games. Um, you're hitting driver even when you're not. So I'm assuming with that one, it's like you take it out of the bag, assuming that you're going to hit it, 
like the other opponent thinks you're going to hit that and then you might change the last minute. That That's what Tiger used to do really yeah. well. I remember a... That um, is so sneaky, that. Yeah, Adam Scott did like a, a podcast once and he said that he was playing against him and he saw Tiger take out like a four iron. So he was like, all right, I need to... So it's, around got, that. it's got to be four iron, Then he it? goes, hits it short and then Tiger picks out another club. Oh, it's like... That is you savage. Know, he knows that he wanted to hit like a different. Yeah. He knew he, Tiger knew yeah, exactly that, what he wanted to do. That's a that, that's a, that's a sound. Okay, so I learned this from editing the Matt Fryer um, best golf on YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Is it actually a shot penalty if you ask the other player what they've hit? Um, or is it like a little bit of a r unwritten? I think the rules have actually like what like like you, oh you've landed short. What did you hit? It, it's all around asking advice. Right. So, like, you can ask now, like, the distance that kind of you've hit. And I think you can actually ask for, like, what club you've hit now. I think it used to be more, let's say I was set up over a shot and it was a blind shot. Mm. If I asked the other player, oh, is that the right line? Mm. Ah, so you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You, well, you weren't allowed to do that. I'm not sure, like, what the rules have actually changed to now. Mm, should probably... Right brush up on that <laughs> yeah. in social golf like what club did you hit there is probably the most commonly asked question yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, I, like, listen if you've got the honor i want to learn yeah <laughs> i yeah. want to learn from your mistake yeah, yeah. it's weird it? it shows how little competitive golf i play at the moment yeah. like, literally like, those rules no are blank from my <laughs> yeah. mind <laughs> yeah, could yeah. Be, could but be also real. like hitting first into a green or like putting first like cameron young yesterday with rory like he held that massive putt and then there's then so much pressure on rory to hold yeah. that putt like he probably nine times out of ten is going to hold yeah, it's like classic yeah. match play. Yeah, yeah. People, are, yeah, people are like, oh, your putt just got a little bit longer because exactly I, right. I hold exactly. mine. That's what I yeah. mean. That's what I mean. Um, and the last one is uh, make them putt everything early. So yeah, so this is the other thing. You know, like the, 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 you get to the green, it's kind of within gimme range. Mm. What's your thoughts on giving them loads early and then making them putt them at the end? Or doing what Liv Cook did to you, which is making you putt loads early and then giving you a couple at the end? I would, I would much rather, I would make them put a couple of short ones early on. Yeah, and then get in the head a little bit, and then within reason, um, give them as many puts as possible. And then bring it back. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, what yeah. you want to be doing is like oh. on the on the sixth hole, you know, the, the three foot put that they hold is probably not going to be a load of pressure. Yeah, right. But all of a sudden, if it's all square on the fifteenth and they've got a three footer mm. and they're not had to put one for. 12 holes See, that yeah. is it that that becomes a little bit different that's the brain isn't it yeah but again it you know these tactics they do work on some people but they won't work on others right and so you'd, you'd i think also you'd you'd have to be very careful who you do those kind of things too because you could you could uh fire people up you could you could mm. either get someone to so we're also trying to work out what motivates people jacob if you tell Jacob he's rubbish, he'll hit it straight down the middle and yeah. 290. Didn't know yards. that about myself. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 it, it depends. It does depend who they are as well. Like if yeah. they are just a bad putter, you just don't give them anything. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> just make them put everything out. Yeah, and that will annoy them because they'll know that. You're doing they'll it for know, a reason. They'll know that you know that they're a bad footer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, right, thanks for that. Yeah. The mind games go so deep. Yeah. See, this is the kind of thing that makes me think that match play needs to be yeah, much more prominent in the world of pro golf. Just like us talking about it here, we all feel so excited with it. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, when it's like a well, normal competition, I just don't feel that. The the, the one thing that, that I, I would always like them to do, and I think it's been ventured before i don't think it will happen but to make the uspga back to a match play event because that used to be a match play did it really back in the day so 
if you made a major into a match play competition, wow. all of a sudden that is saying, okay, like the, we, we are here. This is going to stay match play. We think is a really important part of the game. So important. Then we're going to put one of the four major prizes mm. on the line for it. Will it happen? No, but there is a way of making it again, more prevalent. Why not have an event which is massively weighted as far as prize funded? Listen, we've got these, events now these elevated yeah, PGA like tour designated events. or whatever they're called yeah why not make one of them a match play yeah like mm. why not give it some extra incentive for players to actually like, obviously the WGC is great but what you've got there is Sam Burns has won this week a trophy which won't be played for again which yep. is yeah. we're gonna have to give it back for a while. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> you can keep that one. Yeah. Which is which is the cool. current holder yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is cool, but at the same time, it's kind of like part of the reason you would play golf. Part of the reason that you want your name on the board in a clubhouse if you're an amateur is that that board is there forever. Yeah, yeah. and that someone will be looking at that in 50 years time. Mm. Thinking, oh, M Warwick. Oh, that's been Oh, don't play. Yeah. Getting chills. What a boy. <laughs> yeah, but also I think the match play thing is like you're 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 developing a like one-on-one -on -one rivalry with the person that you beat in the final you know like now burns and um yeah cameron young will have this like oh we played against each other in this final and you beat me yeah. then when they get when they meet back up again it's like you know it's a little bit of retribution whereas if you just beat a field of you know like, there's not really any personal rivalry connection there mm. i yeah. do think cameron young like looking at cameron young it does seem like the kind of thing that would internalize a grudge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. he would he would stare in the mirror every mm. morning just yeah. until they meet Burns again. Sam, <laughs> Sam Burns is up on the dartboard. Like. <laughs> He's got like red wires going from all the shots he hit badly to, into Sam Burns' face. <laughs> oh, God. I can imagine. All it. roads lead back to Sam Burns. <laughs> yeah. So slightly worrying, though, that getting through to the final knockout stage is how little European representation there was. Like that's maybe yeah, a slight a concern. Slight worry. It's a bit yeah. of a problem. And you would say that a lot of players who did make it through, I mean, you look at it, the three Americans who made it through to the final, Cam Young, um, he's definitely going to be the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Burns. Burns is going to be there. Scheffler's obviously yeah. going to be there. Go back, Sander Schofle, yeah. he's going to be there. Yeah. You know, the, uh, Max Homer made it through, didn't he, in the end? Yeah, so he's yeah. going to be there. Pretty much everyone who made it through is going to be... <laughs> Rory, Rory's there like... <laughs> yeah, Rory's like... Where the bloody hell is it? Rory's yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Ram, like Ram lost. Yeah, so that's the, yeah. Only, that's the only saving grace is yeah. that if Ram is back on it, he's definitely in that in yeah. that top three. It's it, We've got like uh, five or six guys at the top of that European list that we need all of them to be yeah, on it yeah. straight away. Yeah. Hovland did poorly. Yeah. Lowry did poorly. Fleetwood did poorly. Moronk, mm -hmm. I thought, was good. I thought Moronk was a good show. He, got he much was unlucky because he was in that three-man playoff with Finau, Kitty Armour and, mm. and Moronk. And Kitty Armour made like a 25-footer on that second hole yeah, to get that, through. Yeah. But I thought Moronk played quite well. He's definitely one that I think maybe he on, he's auditioned himself on, a little bit. On the fringes of the team. I don't know right? if I'm saying this because he's my man as well. So yeah, you, like, you've got him, <laughs> haven't you? Trying to tell myself he's Did fine. someone go for Burns, by the way, in this... Yes, they he did. did. Okay, so I was delighted to see my boy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's getting to that point now where we we might need to, as the podcast goes forward, we might need to have our picks come up a bit a bit yeah. more regularly, so we can see how we're doing. Because Burns is well, yeah. we're kind of we're we're, we're almost there because our our picks are probably not going to be playing next week. The, the field for the Valero Texas Open is not that strong. I think Tyrrell might be playing, but I don't think anyone picked Tyrrell. Who's got Scheffler? 
You, isn't uh, it? You have, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what? Excited about that, are you? <laughs> I'm oh. not saying anything. Oh, you th- all right, okay, so you're You're confident then. You're yeah, thinking. Yeah. I'm not but did anyone pick Jason Day? Because we all know he's going to win the Masters. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't. We, I think we all spoke about it. Same with Max Homer. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, we have got all each a team that we're going to be going into the majors with. The position that you finish, that's how many points that you get. The person with the lowest points at the end of the year after the four majors, they're going to be the winner of this competition. If you miss a cut, then you get the number of people who've missed the cut. It's your points. My only concern is I've got Francesco Molinari because I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I thought that he would basically have a year because of the Ryder Cup being in Rome. He would make his way back and it's not quite happening. I think, he's I he's think playing this week. Yeah. He's playing this week. So I think, fingers crossed. I think possibly you maybe went a year early. Like if he has a great time in Rome, maybe the following year. No, but if he doesn't have a good year, he's not going to get to Rome. I was about to say. <laughs> That's yeah. my point. Yeah. I hope he he's not going to be there by default. Oh, not yeah. the way he's playing. He, he has, has to. Who have anyone else got anyone you're Brooks. concerned about? Brooks. <laughs> that that was such, such a good pick. The smelliest choice, I have to say. He is, at, he is like. Had a look if he was at the Masters. He is at the Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's there. He's there. I don't know how. I don't think he did very well in the last live event. No, so I had he a look. He stinks at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he really does stink. So, um, you're not feeling great, I'm Mick. How, feeling, how are I'm you? I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need, I need, um, Rob McIntyre to step up. Oh, yeah. McIntyre. Yeah, but I need McIntyre to step up. The other guys, I'm fine with. Like, yeah. I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Rob McIntyre is my only concern. I've not seen a lot of the last time I saw of him. I think he was in the last group at the Magical Kenya Open. That was the last time I saw <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, I, so I watched yeah. a bit of that. And as I well. think he went a seventy-two level par. Just oh, like come on, Rob. It around. Come on, Rob. I'm, I'm, my computer is named after you. I think he's gonna have a good year though. Rob. Moronk he's is Moronk is he's your outsider. Not quite at where I'd want him to be, but he's still. You know, I'm still happy. I'm still th- still there. I think mm. with, I think with Moronk and McIntyre. Good name for a solicitor's firm, by the way. <laughs> um, it, they're kind of like hovering. Yeah. They're like hovering around that precipice of just like really kicking on. And they're not, they're they're not, not there, quite yeah. there. They're not quite doing it yeah. as, as well as obviously we'd want and obviously they'd want as yeah. well. Yeah. Obviously still amazing players, but you're just looking for that next breakthrough. You need a bit of spinach or, you know, like yeah. something to push them over the edge. Well, it's like the like the Hoy guards. Like I know Nikolai mm. finished um, second um, in the... Shadow PJ Tour event. This Corrales year. Punta Cana Championship. Yeah, look wow. like that. Good work. And also in that, friend of the channel, Matt Wallace broke through for his first PJ Tour win. Yes, well done, Matt. Matt. Well Great done, job. mate. Well done, mate. Um, Congratulations, sir. We uh, well golfed. Filmed Matt a few years ago now, and it and like then his overriding ambition is still to get to the Ryder Cup. And wow, yeah. Oh, he wants it. Yeah, he really wants Big. it. Yeah, and he's such a like he is. He's obviously a fantastic golfer, but like when he's won in the past, it's always been very streaky. Right. So it really wouldn't surprise me if he like put together a few really just good went results. nuts this year and then yeah, got like, in the team. Yeah, like next next few months if he won a couple more times, that wouldn't be a big surprise. Wow. Is he is he going to the Masters? Um, I think he will be there. Yeah, you reckon? I, yeah. I, I think I'm not sure. I think he's won seven five in the world, but I don't know if he's PJ Tour. Um, kind of rankings have got him there. Right. When's the sure. actual cutoff for the Masters? Next well, the the, the world rankings you have to be in by the start of like this the tournament on Thursday. Like you can't play well on Thursday and then get into the top fifty and get in. So if you're not there now, because I remember Richard Bland had that like last year where everyone was like he was right on the precipice of getting in or not, 
Um, so I think that has to be sorted. But there are places at the Texas Open. So he could go on and, like you say, if he's got a bit streaky, yeah. go on and win this week as well. Push himself yeah. up the board a bit. It, it, honestly, it would not surprise me if he finishes top five again this week. Mm, look at the odds he's, on that. He's, okay. he's that, he's that <laughs> kind of bed of the week. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob has been lobbying us for the last kind of three or four weeks to have a kind of um, Jacob-focused betting segment where he talks about all of his picks. So do you reckon that's well, going to be Well, this week is gonna be your sponsored pick. by Peter Finch. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete's picks this week. <laughs> Pete's picks. Listen, I like the ring of that one better, so unfortunately. Oh, I'll tell, tell you what, though. Literation. Is is this the year? Obviously, we're only we're going to be doing a special podcast for the Masters, but with Rory playing the way he is, going for that Grand Slam and those equipment changes. Yeah, I was going to say, like he, so he's obviously switched into this Scotty Cameron Blade um, Newport model, which he much started. I with. thought he looked really good with it. His yeah. putting just looked great. Over the putting it as has well. just that, like it's weird how. Changing to this traditional putter has made his putting way better, like overnight. He used to have a Scotty before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where he won his first two majors with. I mean, he's he's putting with that spider. It wasn't bad. And like, certainly points last year, he was like, you know, near the top of the rankings with his putting. It's not like he was struggling with it. But it's amazing what happens when you go back to something, good memories come back. Yeah. My, this is, this is, (laughs) and this is coming from someone who switches their putter out, you know. Three times. Quite, a year. Yeah, I'm surprised Three, that has lasted year. as long. Quite, as quite regular. Every Monday. Um, <laughs> my fear would be is that honeymoon period. Yeah, it has a point where it will just fade, and I really hope that it is not at the Masters <laughs> yeah. on that third round when he's three in the lead. He's got a four foot pot on sixteen for a birdie, and he misses it, and he's like. Yeah. pulled that a bit and then it's a slow descent into everybody ripping their hair out as he misses out by two shots again <laughs> ah, so that's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen he's well, gonna he's gonna, he's he's gonna do it it doesn't matter Jason Day's gonna win actually yeah that's true yeah, we're, well, we're in Jason Day's world right now we're just, <laughs> we're living, just living in it, in it. I, think the, I think he's our outside pick well listen we're, we're gonna do yeah. all of this we'll next week let's yeah. not so we're gonna be up let's not throw us out um, now I heard I saw that the reason Rory went to a bladed putter was so that during the match play event he could do the like very cool pick it up with the back of the putter jobby and he couldn't do that with his spine and that's the only reason he did it was to concede now he needs to, he needs so. to get a bit, um, Billy Horschel's way of doing it. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, did he like flip the, his thing? Flip, like the stick in the floor, stuck it into it, and then he ripped it around. That is so cool. And then just walked up. Um, how, how, many ta- how many times do you reckon he practiced it? Uh, uh, it I mean, he'd have done it on a putting green. He's done it a couple of times. I don't think that came to the spur of the moment. Talk to me about the shortened driver shaft. That Rory's playing. Yeah, what, is that, what does that? It's do? not. It's not a three-wood shaft, is it? It's just a shortened. No, no. It's a forty-four-inch shaft. I think it's half an inch shorter than his previous Ventus, but it's also he's gone from the Ventus black to the Ventus blue, which is slightly softer. So I think he was spinning it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if you go to a short shaft, really simple. The shorter the shaft, the easier it is to find the center of the club. The longer the shaft, the longer potential distance you have because the more speed you can generate. Mm-hmm. Right. But that is he doesn't really, need, doesn't need help in that region, does he? Really not an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we saw this week that him finding the center of the face is absolutely dangerous. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was, I, they showed his like, um, the PGA Tour put up some stats of like all of his drives that were over 300 yards. And one of them, which I think found the cart path was 420. <laughs> and I was like, really? oh, the driver's working out then. <laughs> That'd be the one on the downhill path. Yeah. Line. Yeah. yeah, he carried over the car path Literally and it bonged went, on it. It just went miles. <laughs> yeah, so just, it's, it's not yeah. a massive concern for him that he's losing that little bit of distance because, you know, Half he's, an inch, yeah, yeah. You know he's still going to be one of, if not the longest mm. on the tour right now. Yeah. But like, do you, 
how much control you know for us it like for someone like us it makes very little difference that that change in length but as you go into the pro great pro game do they feel can they feel that kind of change to a to a big level i, I mean you know every, everyone's different i think some people would say half an inch matters more than than <laughs> others uh but i think for the driver especially a change like that can make quite a big difference again setup wise it's going to be a little bit of a change but just feel if you're used to using a certain length of shaft for a certain length of time like a little change in that setup is going to make yeah, a yeah. big difference feeling wise and if it feels in more confidence that it can find the center of the face that's going to be huge especially with that stealth 2 plus you know the, the testing that we've done this year and the continuing testing that we're doing on it really does show out the center that driver is huge. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. Out I think, the tone, the heel, not great. I think Rory made some comments after one of his rounds that he'd been moving around spec on his driver for the last two weeks at the Arnold Palmer, at the players. He'd been trying to find something. Really? And he was mentioning that he changed the loft, I think, going into the players. And just that little click on the on the sleeve that has made it just the look down on the ball looks slightly more open or shut or open, I can't remember which one it was. Could see a bit more of the face because you've added a bit more loft. So just like to eye, it just didn't didn't sit right. It didn't it's like mad it. Mad how much a like tiny change like that can yeah. affect. Someone and I think like level. for us, we you might you, you I think you can see it, but it probably wouldn't affect us so much that we would have to kind of you know in his head. Obviously, then all these things are going around. Oh, I'm going to hit this left now. I'm going to hit this right. Whatever it might be. Mm. So it's it's nice that he's finally found something that we feel much more comfortable yeah. with but using. He, he did all this testing at Augusta as well. Like all the driving yeah, testing out, didn't and all he? the thingy. So yeah, he went that's out to Augusta. That's going to be very you know. He said, he said he said that again Kieran's after so he, excited yeah. <laughs> you can't wait. I'm just going to wait till next year I'm not I'm not going to if you're I'm so if you're, excited if you're, list, if you're listening to this rather than uh, rather than watching it Kieran is he's kind of saying a few things then leaning back and just like throwing his hands up just saying <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying I'll go in and I'll just not stop so I'm just hold back yeah. hold it back I mean, hold back the river we, you've had you've, you said you're very confident in Scheffler and now you're also very confident in McElroy. Yeah, and Jason Day. Okay. <laughs> and Spieth. Just plant your flag in as many people, and then the victory lap is wonderful. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already looking at like all the odds and everything. Okay. I was going to say, you're not, you're not picking anybody. You're just building a fence of players to sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when uh, when Brooks doesn't get it done. Um, uh, so it, ju- it does it does just show it does just show how important it is to get kind of your fitting right and get your specs right. And and Mm. tinkering is obviously something that goes on in the, um, in the pro game as much as it does, you know, at at amateur level. Mm. Um, It's kind of a, a, a good opportunity for us to drop in your conversation with Bob Parsons, who you went to PXG to go and get fitted for all their new clubs. Um, So we'll chuck it in. This is Pete having a conversation with Bob. Do you want to pre-roll it for us, Pete? How's it go? Here's my conversation with Bob. <laughs> Enjoy. First of all, thank you for having me down to Scottsdale National. This is a real treat. Well, it's our so. pleasure, Peter. Good um, to see you. It's been an incredible day. So we went out and played um, on the other course today, mm-hmm. which was challenging. I wonder what it's like when it's still, because it was literally 40 mile an hour winds. Well, you know, you're used to that coming from the UK. <laughs> Uh, it's good. You know, my experience has been it's always uh, a bit breezy there. Yeah. And, and, um, and you, know, my, uh, you know, I have a very fond memory of playing, you know, as I mentioned at dinner last night, Tralee in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember 
the wind was blowing so hard, you know, it had an iron pin that it blew off the green. My brother and I were playing, and it was a par four, and I hit driver, 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 eight iron. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was pretty similar today. There was two, two par threes that we all hit driver into today, which is pretty extreme. But the actual course, the, the setup here, amazing. We, we'll have a kind of full video of the trip coming up, but I wanted to chat to you mostly today about the fact that obviously got the new launch of the gear coming up. I've been testing it on the range. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing and people are interested to know kind of like a little bit more. I think one of the main questions which has come up a lot about um, this range and to get your, to get your um, kind of thoughts on PXG and, and where you're going to be going moving forwards because we've had kind of a bit of a, a move in some respects of PXG being premium quality brand at a real top price point. And now it seems to be coming down and competing with what you would call, you know, the established manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Is that a, is that kind of like a, a tactic on your part? What was the, what was the thing? Well, you know, what, what we've always done is we've always priced our, our, our products in accordance with, you know, what it cost us to make. Mm -hmm. And uh, first and foremost, we're interested in the quality of the product and the performance. And after that, you know, we look at what it costs us and we put a price on it. Mm -hmm. um, and so now we're in the position where uh, we have significant volume. Mm -hmm. And with that, you know, prices come down. Gotcha. And so, for example, I mean, there was, there was times when, you know, we would sell, you know, our initial irons at, uh, you know, the high 300, 395, four and a quarter, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And, you know, at the time, I mean, you know, we had customers, many customers come in to buy it because yeah, it was yeah. nothing like it. And uh, the many give us a credit card and never even ask us what the price was. Mm. Um, well, you know what, uh, so, so what we've decided to do is we've decided that, you know, we will absolutely keep the quality and the performance uh, first class. I mean, we will never cut costs there. But uh, now with the volumes that we have, we're able to be more competitive, particularly given that uh, we market direct. Mm. Uh, so, for example, our Gen 6 driver, which I believe, and uh, I have the data to prove it, outperforms every other driver on the market in every category. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, most importantly in dispersion, but, you know, it just since it's right with everybody, but being in the middle, brother, that's what it's all about, especially if you're long in the middle, right? So, so you know, our competitive products are $599, $629, and, and like so, ours is coming to market at $499. Mm. Uh, our, our irons, which are, uh, you know, you could just look at them and tell, we spend some money developing these babies, and uh, we're going to bring them to market for $219 each. Yeah. And um, I, I believe our, you know, potential customers... And many would be rather pleased that, uh, you know, we're, we're there. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, uh, you know, I'm pleased that we can do that. But one of the big reasons we can do that is with us, there's no middleman. And I mean, so literally, we don't have to have, uh, you know, a profit for a retailer, which is always significant, mm -hmm. right? 
and then profit for ourselves and then so forth. So we just need to have the profit for ourselves. So that brings the cost down. Yeah, it was, it's interesting. And the price down. Yeah, it's interesting because most um, manufacturers, most manufacturers people be um, kind of familiar with will sell into a business pro shop, they will sell on and then that's the margin for the business. And then obviously the manufacturer will get uh, the sale price that the shop buys it for. You're opening your own stores yes. as well. So I saw um, a few in uh, Phoenix. Is that going to be something which kind of continues to expand? Well, that's what the plans are. I mean, uh, last year this time we had 12 stores. Uh, now we have uh, 22. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, we continue to plan to expand them. Uh, uh, we are interested in what the economy is going to be doing yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, what the post-golf boom is going to look like and so forth, but we're still going ahead and, and opening stores. We're going to open a, a number of them in California, which we have uh, not opened any in, and, and that market is just uh, just a wonderful place to be. And, uh, and what we find is when somebody visits one of our stores, they really get to understand our equipment. Mm. And, um, you know, that's what we want. You know, you, you hit one of our clubs, you want it. That's, that's just all I'll say. I think with um, I think with that I mean it's interesting with the the expansion and like you were saying we you know had a bit of a group chat last night about this. What do you think is going to happen as far as the golf market and the golf industry is concerned? Because we have had this the expansion, this growth since since COVID, and now we might be seeing just the start of a little bit of a decline. Do you think it will return a little bit back to what it was? Pre-COVID. No, no, not a chance. And I mean, you mean when it was at its high, yeah. COVID? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and let me explain why. You know, when, when COVID first hit, you know, everybody stayed home. Mm -hmm. People canceled all their travel plans and, you know, and uh, just they were home. Yeah. So as a result, you know, the money they would normally spend to travel and to do this and go out to dinner and all those things, you know, just kind of started stacking up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have friends that told me that uh, when, you know, when people were first able to start coming out and about and doing things, it was like, the accumulation was like $6 trillion, right? And, and money, and, you know, and, and money to spend. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and one of the few things you could do then was play golf. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the golf courses were open, people could play golf. And then, of course, you know, they bought golf equipment and they, they did all those sorts of things. And also back then, Peter, during that time, interest rates were incredibly low. Yeah. I mean, really low, mm. one, two percent. Well, nothing with it, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And inflation was nothing, right? And so look at things today now. Today now, the economy is slowing. Mm. You're seeing layoffs in every quarter. Amazon is laying off people. Mm. I mean, many people. Uh, thousands and thousands. Now, Amazon sells products across the whole economy, Yay. right? So if you watch their sales, that'll tell you what the economy's doing. And um, uh, so, so, so things are slowing. Interest rates are high now mm -hmm. and going higher. Um, uh, inflation is the same. And, um, and all that excess cash has already been spent. Yeah. All right? So... So you have to ask yourself, 
what are people going to do? So the people that, you know, golf is a difficult game to learn. There's no mm -hmm. secret about that. And so the people that got involved with it for something to do are now doing something else, yeah, yeah. right? Because there's yeah. other things they can do. And then there's also when the, the money gets involved, you know, uh, and, and so, you know, there's less of it. And so, Peter, it's, it's got to decrease. Okay. So that's just yeah. what we see. Yeah, I mean, it, it does have a sense of inevitability about it, I think, in some respects. But fingers crossed it can, it can book the trend again. But I think you're right. I think as far as cost goes, we've spoken about this a little bit over the last few days and heard about it. Ball's just been launched. Yes. That's coming in US at a kind of lower cost, obviously, than Pro V1, which is just continually getting more and more expensive. I know in the past that you've spoken about, you had no interest in actually making a ball. Kind of what, what, what was the change? Like what? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, I did say that I, I would never make a golf ball. And you know, Peter, I also said I would never get married. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get married yeah. and I adore my wife. Uh, I'll tell you that it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Uh, Renee's just wonderful. Uh, and uh, golf ball kind of like the same thing. Okay. You know, uh, you, know you, you may not realize it, but we have been kind of toying around with a golf ball since 2013. Okay. And uh, at first, under the, we were going to name the company Slick Golf. Right. And um, we, we later named it PXG. And uh, if you want to see something fun, go to the internet and look up slickgolf.com and go to the about. Okay. And you'll see something that'll say that, um, uh, you know, uh, welcome to Slick Golf. We're the only golf equipment company that can honestly say no one has ever hit an unruly shot with a piece of our equipment. <laughs> and the reason is because we don't exist. And given the fact that we don't exist, um, we <laughs> were amazed that you found this website. And uh, because of that, we think you're pretty slick. There you go. <laughs> You see, after this podcast, the traffic to that website increases. Oh dear. And what, what have you seen as far as like response to this ball has been so far? Because we've, we've done a little bit of a testing here. It was interesting to get it on the course today in that wind. It was kind of hard to tell a little bit around distances, obviously. Around the green, it felt pretty good. Um, and on, on the presentation that um, was given last night, like this, this dispersion story does seem to be pretty big. What have sales been like so far? How's it actually been received? Well, we had a significant supply. Mm -hmm. One of the things, we don't announce products until we have them. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, you know, announcing it and having it delivered four months later. Um, but um, uh, the, the, the deal has been, uh, we, we had a significant quantity mm. We announced it and we sold out in two days. Okay. Well, I was very surprised, very pleased, but very surprised. And uh, so we are, um, you know, uh, you know, by all you want, we'll make more. Mm. And so we are, we've had significant quantities show up today mm. and uh, all this week and we'll be all caught up. Right. Uh, and then we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah. So it's been... Uh, you know, so far, so far it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's interesting the golf ball market. It'd be it'd be interesting to see where 
where people kind of place it. Because obviously, like price point as well, that is at, it's kind of almost below Pro V, that's in there with your Chrome Soft kind of, well, just both like Chrome Soft Edge, your Shrixons, that kind of, that kind of ball. Who are you? Who are you trying to target with this? With this ball, is this? We're we're trying to target golfers. Okay. And uh, it's it's very general targeting mm -hmm. as far as the golfing community is concerned. You know, we feel, and this is no secret, Titleist makes an excellent golf ball. They always have, and they do a great job. Uh, but given that, so do we. Mm -hmm. Our ball is an excellent ball, and it is right right with Titleist, right? A little better in some areas, very close in other areas. But um, Titleist now, a box of Titleist costs you $54.99. Mm -hmm. This is $39.99, and uh, we're happy to sell it all day long at that price. And it's not an introductory price, it's the price. Yeah. And um, our customers appreciate that. And I think to really appreciate this ball, all you have to do is play it. You know, I was asked about durability. Well, it has a slightly thicker cover, which adds increased durability. And uh, because we make it so soft, it spins around, you know, when you need it to. And uh, we also made it bright white. So it's a little easier to find. So uh, we're very proud of this thing, Peter. Mm. Very proud of it. Perfect. Cool. No, I, mean, I, I, I'm, I am very much looking forward to get it on the data to to give some testing as well to clubs that we've got so far this week. Bob, just want to say thank you. Last, I've got all those are like general questions from people. Uh, Arne McMillan was the last one that says, thank you for your service. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely, brother. There we go. We had, we had, we had quite a few of those, but I thought I'd, I'd read that one out last. Perfect. Bob, thank you so, so much. Thank you. And again, thanks for having us down. Really appreciate it. All right. So, yeah, interesting guy. Okay. Interesting character. Um, I would like to go back and experience Scottsdale National again, 100%. I, when we were there, if you've not seen the video, the weather wasn't kind of ideal. It was very windy and quite cold. So Snowing. Snowing. <laughs> yeah, you're not just quite, <laughs> quite cold. Quite cold. Yeah. It was very snowing. Um, as we mentioned in that video, though, we have got all the PXG clubs back now, so we can do the comparison testing. And I'm looking forward to that. I think the driver does stack up against everything else. Um, the three-wood... Is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I did a little bit more testing yesterday when I played, and the hybrid also very, very good. Um, I don't think I'll switch out that stealth one yet, but yeah. They all just seem very powerful clubs, don't they? They're all just very, very strong clubs. Yeah, I, I, from well, the irons quite strong lofted as well. So the, like the the irons are effectively like a P790, yeah, P790 yeah. kind of version. But so actually, sound, I, they sound brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I actually think they feel a little bit better than the Ooh. the P seven nineties. Okay, they'll be coming out the bank. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, listen, the the reviews that are going to come for it fairly interesting. I'm excited yeah. to do the comparison because obviously we're not done a PXG before. So yeah. I've I've I um, I edited the fitting video, and I don't think I've ever seen you um, make comment on how you liked at a certain point in the in the filming, how you liked each of those clubs, you're like, oh, I really like this putter. I'm like, oh, these wedges are really nice. Oh, the irons are really good. Like, they're like, everything in that set has something going for it. Yeah. So it's gonna be very exciting to see, like you said, the driver up against the, up against the big boys, the wedges, putter, lots of great stuff. Wedges are, uh, wedges are gonna be a random one. Wedges are something which I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. Really? Yeah, so I'm gonna do a build my bag and they're gonna be going in the mix, definitely. Okay, exciting, very exciting to hear. Um, Kieran. 
Yeah. Take us home. Yes. <laughs> um, can I just can I just also give a shout out to everyone on Discord and in the comments who said that they really liked your script. Oh, brilliant. Your Thank script you. was exceptional. Thank you very much. Thank and you. lots of people said that they like squirted juice through their nose when you said saw, did you said that, excellent. I saw one it was um he was someone was driving a car and uh, they nearly nearly crashed a lot. but now also I, I um, was it, meant to say this at the start of the podcast. Um I do apologize for anyone that last week um may have been w- uh, listening to uh, on Spotify or Apple and you know got 10 minutes in and realized that you probably had listened to that one that same <laughs> one before um so I apologize for that that's that's my fault you know I impressed myself that day <laughs> yeah. about that so um, yeah uploaded the wrong one I uploaded, the r- I uploaded the wrong podcast so I do apologize for that well, but, this, um, is, this is the right podcast <laughs> this is the right podcast and I might just do the same script again because I'm yeah. not uh, I'm not confident enough no so if you are yeah. driving your car can you please move into <laughs> yeah. the pull okay, over into uh, a yeah. yeah so this is uh, an explanation of the game that we play at the end of every podcast called guess the player and to explain more here's Kieran Mulhall Welcome everybody to Guess the Player, a segment we do every week here on the Rough Cut Golf Podcast. Each week, I pick a player and rattle off facts about this specific person, ranging from hard to easy clues. You all have one life and your unique buzzers. Jacobs is... Get in the hole. Pete's is... Caca. Mix's is... Cool, blimey. Excellent. <laughs> yes. And the current settings are... On the table. Right, here. Uh, right, let's get into it. Okay, here we go. So, first one. I attended... The University of Arkansas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. My, my knowledge of Arkansas University is limited, I must admit. Mm-hmm. I think they're like... Um, I think they're playing red. <laughs> I honestly think they're like, their nickname is like the Warthogs or something. I know, I can cool. see their logo. It's like a boar. Razorbacks. Kind of. Razorbacks. No. I made that up. I made that up off the top of my brain. That does sound kind of right, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad we anyway. that one. Yeah, facts. We dropped straight facts on this podcast. I think it's Arkansas. I, I'm <laughs> a bit. Good start. God's a- sake. No, no, no. A R K A N S A S. Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just joking. Not Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, Kieran, yeah, yeah. Kieran, Kieran's joke about himself is that he can't read, so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. Or speak, to be honest. <laughs> I can do that pretty well. <laughs> I'll tell you talk, what I can, I can do. do. I can talk to people. I'll tell you what you can do. Neck a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I've had 19 wins across seven tours. Okay. 19 wins across seven tours. Wow. Seven tours. Professional wins. Been about a bit. Mm. Okay. Okay. Nothing yet. When you get it, put it in the comments below. Mm-hmm. This is... Cr- I've, you know, some of the clues I could have given would have given it away straight away. Okay. So I've had to be really, really specific with these clues. Really strict. That's fine. Um, next one. My highest rank was 23rd in 2005. Wow. wow. It's an old one. 23rd in 2005. Let me just go back to when I didn't watch golf that's, and work out. Who that's it is. not a very high ranking either, is it? No, that's okay. Actually, no, that is very high. Very, very high. Not that Tommy Fleetwood is right there right now, but that is ah, very okay. high. Pretty God, I literally thought we were going to get through a whole podcast episode without <laughs> saying his name. We haven't done it. I need to stop saying sick and you need to stop mentioning Tommy Fleetwood. And we need to stop mentioning Jason Day. No, he's going to win the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jason. 
Uh, any guesses? No? No. Um, in 1987... Oh, my. Good I'm minus 10. I became pro. <laughs> you don't pro in 1987? Yeah. <laughs> Were you born in 86? Yes. Yeah, okay. So you remember very well. So I remember well. very well, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work out how, then how old yeah, they are. think about the eras. Hmm. 25, yeah, but 23rd in the world in 2005. That was my highest ranking. Okay. I now play on the Champions Tour. Yeah, well, I assume that would be the case. <laughs> <laughs> still knocking about then? Yeah, still knocking about, still swinging not, it. Not snuffed it yet. Um, it's definitely not Bernard Langer. Because no. he won a lot. That's the thing, like, most of the guys on Champions Tour, like, the ones that we know... Like they, they all achieve very high. I've got a name in my head. I have also. He hasn't mentioned major wins yet. Okay. I've had two major wins. Okay, it's not who go. I thought then. Two major wins. Mm. <laughs> How can you have two major wins and only be 23rd, 23rd in the, the world? world yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, bro. And a lot... And, 19 over 7 tours. So does that, so does this, just as an aside, does the like 7 tours mean, thing mean that they had to like work their way up to the It'll be PGA, tours. Champions Tour, it, European. Yeah, it can be Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry Asian like, Tour. Right, okay, and they're all quite big. It's not as if they've like played a t load of tiny little. Well, I don't think some of them are currently Going at the moment, right? Like okay, I'm just trying to gauge like what their like build, what, like what, what their tour. build was to number 23 in the world and two major wins. That is odd that they won two majors and only 23rd in the world. Oh, Peter Finch, Finch Media, <laughs> Kaka, oh. yeah, John Daly, yeah, oh, oh, what? very good, <laughs> very good, very Not good. On the first guess, yeah. It, so oh, oh, he has only won two majors, but I was just thinking, twenty third in the world. That's what I thought. Would throw not off. exactly the most consistent golfer in the world, is he? So yeah. okay, that very good. Isn't, that's amazing. Well done. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Very, very uh, the, good. The, the the two majors gave it away, and I, I, you know what? The two majors gave it away. And I think in this instance, being twenty third in the world actually helped me out. Do you think? Yeah. If I would have, if I'd have said, if I'd not gone on to the um, the major bit, the next clue was, which maybe I should have put before, was I was the first player in BJ Tour history to average 300 yards. No, 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 I would have got it. You'd have got, yeah, yeah that's what I think. I, it was, yeah, I knew he was the longest. That's what I was thinking for a, for a period of time. So it was either one of one or the other. Yeah. So, it, it, it must, there must be very few players who win majors and don't achieve a higher ranking than 23rd. There's got to be, there's got to be a stat Man. there. Like who, what's the, what's the majors to world ranking ratio? Mm. Like, ratio. Yeah. Who, who's got the, who's got the most majors, but also was the lowest down the world rankings. Yeah. The first event he won on like the tour was the PJ Championship in 1991. Wow! His there first his first PGA Tour win was a major, yeah. which a I imagine is that when it was um, match play in 1991. Do you know? No, or no, it was like literally back in the 40s. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right. Okay, deep knowledge. Yeah. Right, spectacular. Cool. Well, well done, Peter. You've okay. you've gained an additional and point. Also, sorry, one more thing. He never played in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, never played in the Ryder Cup. Not didn't a team player, is he? Yeah, didn't know mm. that. It's not a team player. So, yeah. He also looked very much like 
the Arkansas logo that I was just talking about. So yeah. Yeah. He's their mascot. Maybe that's, he, then maybe that's who it is. They're yeah. the Arkansas Dailies. <laughs> the Arkansas Dailies, yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot on the Wikipedia about him that I could have gone into, but I'm... Go and read it because it's quite interesting. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a very interesting character. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you um, very, very much for being on the podcast once more. Biggest thank you, of course, goes to everybody watching and listening. If mm-hmm. you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel already, you will also have known by now that we're doing a big giveaway when we get to 10,000 subscribers. So if you are listening on your favorite podcast provider and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't given us a follow on your favorite podcast provider, please do that now. Also, join us on our Discord where you will get to talk to us at least six times a day as it is <laughs> manned 24 hours, 365 days. That may or may not be a lie. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. It's, uh, Master, it's Masters Week next time. Yes. See ya. Let's go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 